You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for joining us. The second annual Black Restaurant Week in Metro Detroit looks to begin a tradition in and around the city of Detroit by celebrating the many establishments owned and operated by Black restaurateurs. Participating restaurants will feature specials and three-course meals for both lunch and dinner, as well as other options that aren't always available on the normal Menu. Joining me now to talk more about Black Restaurant Week is Kweku Osebansu, who is the founder of BlackMetroEats.com and uh, the person who has brought Black Restaurant Week to us here in Detroit. Kweku, welcome to Detroit today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. So talk about how you came up with this idea. I really love this idea, given the attention that Detroit is getting right now for restaurants, right? Yeah. Uh, this is sort of a, a new era of food in Detroit. Every every couple of months, it seems like there's a new restaurant. But the idea of separating out black restaurants from the rest of them is pretty important, given the city's makeup, given its history, and, of course, given the importance of food in the black community. So Absolutely. tell me how you came up with this idea. Well, I mean— I think you just did a pretty good job. <laughs> Maybe I, think, I should be doing no, ads for you. Guys. Right. No, <laughs> hey, we'll keep that in mind for next year. Um, but no, seriously, I think that um, the way you summed it up was beautiful. There, There is a need based on the city's makeup um, to make sure that um, restaurants, whether they are black or not, but restaurants in general across the board are receiving recognition. I mean, I think food provides us with a very literal and figurative seat at the table. Mm -hmm. Um, And when we're talking about food, we're talking about it from a cultural standpoint, but we're also talking about it from uh, an equity standpoint um, as it applies to the city and its growth. So, you know, I saw those things when I moved back to the city in 2015 Mm -hmm. and it inspired me to do something instead of just complaining. Yeah. Uh, So tell us what uh, last year's Black Restaurant Week was like Mm -hmm. and if this year's will be any different. Okay. Yeah. So, um, for those that don't know, the the entire makeup of Detroit Black Restaurant Week um, is essentially restaurants that are participating will offer a $25 three-course lunch or a $35 three-course dinner. Um, of course, some restaurants will deviate from that based on the price points of their food. Um, and then this year, we also welcomed mobile food trucks as well as some bars. So obviously, they won't necessarily be following the same model, but they will be offering deals of some sort during the week. And you can find all of those on BlackMetroEats.com. Yeah, yeah. But um, essentially, last year, uh, was it was the first year. And I think that because it was the first year, it required a ton of storytelling <laughs> <laughs> to kind of make people understand exactly what to it get was. what this is that it's not it's not uh, exclusive. It's <laughs> not exclusive. Going to turn away white people at e- the door. Exactly. This is not bourgeois <laughs> restaurant week. Like we're not here only for the black folks. Yeah. No, like we are trying to highlight black owners and head chefs. Um, but we welcome everyone to come out and eat just as they normally would be welcome to all of these establishments. Um, but I think also last year challenged the notion of what exactly a black restaurant is. Um, And by that, I mean, um, people think when they see black restaurant that it's just going to be soul food, um, essentially, (laughs) and it couldn't be further from the truth. Um, And we prove that by the lineup that we have for black restaurant. I mean, we have things as obvious as Ima, Mm -hmm. like a Japanese udon spot right in Corktown on Michigan Ave. 
fantastic cuisine, but black owned, you know? And so when you say black restaurant, it no longer can fall within this box of just one sort of cuisine. It's not just soul food restaurant. It's not just soul food. And that's not to negate the brilliance that is soul food because we love soul food. Um, Shout out to Savannah Blue. (laughs) Shout out to, you know, like seriously, we love soul food, but it's not just soul food. Just like black people aren't really just anything. Right. I think it just goes on to drag out the conversation mm-hmm. of the fact that you can't really water blackness down to any one thing. Wow. Wow. That's a really powerful statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about how many restaurants uh, are participating. So right now we've got about 14 that are signed up. We have a few that are just <laughs> scooting past the finish line, <laughs> but they're going to make it. And so I'm thinking that by the, by days in, we'll have about 16, 17. Wow. Um, so last year we had about 11, um, which was Strong for a first year coming mm-hmm. out, but mm-hmm. being that I literally have an Excel document of over 45, yeah. <laughs> that is my goal. That's your goal. Uh, right? That is my goal. But I think it's all about being creative in, in the ways in which I incorporate these restaurants yeah. because some of them are fast casual, some are fine dining, but some of them are just straight carry out. You're walking in and it's bulletproof glass. And it's not that that's an issue, but I think that there's a time and a place to highlight different sorts of culinary experiences. Yeah. And so... I'm trying to figure out a way that I can also incorporate those establishments in the week um, in a way in which it makes sense for them. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, just, you know, keep your eyes peeled because (laughs) next year it's going to get bigger. It'll get even bigger. Yes. Uh, This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Kwaku Osebansu. He is the founder of BlackMetroEats.com, also the founder of Black Restaurant Week here in Metro Detroit. Uh, We're talking about uh, Black Restaurant Week and uh, Black Restaurants more generally and how they sort of fit into this new landscape of food and dining here uh, in Detroit. Uh, I, I wanted to get to you to talk just a little about uh, the particular difficulties or struggles that sure. black restaurants have uh, in respect to, to the difference between them and, and say, uh, you know, white-owned restaurants. Uh, obviously, uh, everything is affected by by historical and present racism and bias. Uh, businesses are all uh, facing, uh, you know, real challenges when they open. But mm-hmm. but black businesses and black restaurants in particular, mm-hmm. I just know so many stories about uh, how hard that is. Is that something that you hear a lot about? Fantastic. I think fantastic question. I, I would say, yes, I hear it from the owners and I hear it from uh, patrons mm-hmm. um, because they're they're experiencing hardships in different ways. Yeah, um, the owners are dealing with stigma. Um, they're dealing with the question of legitimacy. Of you know, there is stigma surrounding the phrase "black restaurant." Sure. So when you walk in, uh, it goes just like we said. It goes beyond soul food, but with black restaurants, there's an assumption that they're uh, the service will be slow, Mm -hmm. um, that the food may not come out when you need it to, or that you may be standing there waiting for a host or a hostess for X amount of time, or, you know, just all of these different stereotypes um, that fall into this phrase that is the black restaurant. I I know people in the service industry, in the restaurant industry, who talk about the bias that exists in non-black restaurants with both black patrons and black staff. Absolutely. the, the, The bias that they face over and over again. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's what's important is that people understand that this is a about a much larger conversation. It doesn't really stop at food. 
um, this goes into people's perception of black people mm-hmm. um, and the things that black people create and the notion that while you, I, I think it's interesting that society can so easily mm-hmm. um, appreciate aspects of blackness um, and yet um, sentence other aspects of blackness <laughs> to like the abyss. Right. I like the I'm music, like, you but know, I'm not going to go to that But restaurant. I'm not going to the restaurant. You know what I mean? Or like, yeah, I love the style, but, you know, uh, it's just, it, it really, it says a lot. And it, and unfortunately, that that mentality creeps right on into the ownership of things as a black person. Yeah, And so that is definitely something that I would say uh, black owners are experiencing. And unfortunately, it leads some black owners to want to separate themselves from the phrase itself. Um, which in I other can't, words, to try to sort of stand apart and, yes. and not emphasize. Yeah, and I, I think ownership. not even I don't even know that it's as divisive of a move as like I'm not them. I think that they are trying to say more so I am me mm-hmm. and just me. Mm-hmm. Like see me for who I am. Give me a fair shot. Yeah. Um, it's just sad that in doing that you have to say you know don't categorize <laughs> right. me as such. Right. You know, but. Right. Um, again, that is a reality that they're experiencing because I can imagine that some of them very much so would be honored to say, yes, we are black owned. Right. But when you're in the business of making money, you're <laughs> not going to associate yourself with anything. Right. That you have put to that make real tough choices about how yeah. you present yourself Absolutely. And, and what you say. Uh, you know, I wonder what you make of what uh, what the opportunities are now for black restaurants, given the changes that we're seeing in Detroit, I mean, there's just a lot more people around, especially in downtown. Oh yeah, in Midtown, we're starting to get the street traffic that that uh, that you see in other cities, and oh, that yeah. is huge, huge, huge for restaurants. Finally, uh, yeah, right. Finally, after yes. decades, um, is there something particular about uh, the opportunity for black restaurants? Are they are they participating at the level that they should be in this in this boom? Um, I think that black entrepreneurs are finally starting to see that they have a piece of the pie, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that they're finally starting to see that there are resources that can afford them opportunities. Just like, like there was a point in time, not so long ago, maybe last year <laughs> that you could look <laughs> and say, oh my gosh, like how did this dude just move here from Cali and just pop up? And now he's like got three spots open and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, and more mm-hmm. than likely he was white, mm-hmm. you know, like. And it just, it was mind blowing because you're like, I've been here. I've been like, here, I've been working, here, trying to do this. How is this not happening for me? Yeah. And now, so like this year in particular, I've seen like, shout out to like Detroit Food Academy, shout mm-hmm. out to Food Lab, mm-hmm. specifically Adrik and Davida. Like, shout out to you guys because like it's organizations and people like that that have really opened doors yeah. for people across the board, not just black people, but since we're speaking on the topic, black people who have really aspired to do their own thing. Yeah. And I like, I'll say this day in and day out that like the more we see like black restaurants opening, the more there's opportunity for people that are younger. Like I'm a teacher. I teach middle school students. Right. And you hear them all the time. Like, Oh, like they're, they're aspiring to do what's hot. Yeah. And so right now, STEM and STEAM <laughs> are like the thing, it's, right? Everybody's got to do that. Everybody's right? got to do that. So I'm going to be a software engineer, you know? And I'm just like, okay, cool. But then there's that one person that goes home and they're like, you know, I want to cook. Yeah, right. Like, I want to cook. And, and the <laughs> fact that they actually have role models here in the city that they can study under, that is what is a win to me. Yeah. Because, like, that always has existed, but just not in the numbers by which there were maybe 
not necessarily a lot of opportunities for tutelage. Right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So it just it and really And so you feel like we're doing better with that oh, absolutely. in the city? Yeah. I do. I do. I think I'm we're starting to see like lots and lots of growth. Mm-hmm. But what I'm also starting to see is like more and more unconventional uh, methods of going after like the culinary scene. By that I mean you're seeing like your caterers really go in. Like shout out to uh, Ryan Eli Salter of Salt and Co. <laughs> He's doing like a lot of the cooking over at Shane Park, mm-hmm. um, but he doesn't own a brick and mortar, at least not yet, right? And so it shows that there's opportunity in spaces that aren't necessarily confined within four walls. I, you know, I think that's one of the more interesting developments here in Detroit mm-hmm. is uh, the presence and and prevalence really of food trucks and Mm -hmm. pop-ups in the food space Mm -hmm. that are giving people chances that they wouldn't have had. I mean, if Mm -hmm. you don't have to, if you don't have to, you know, deal with that brick and mortar space, maintaining it, paying for it, building it out, uh, the barriers are much lower. Yes. Yes. And I would say the, um, the overhead um, is much lower. Yeah. Right. Which is, you know, like I think it's a start in general, like and I, that's why I'm really like I've fallen back in love with Detroit ever since <laughs> moving back. It's like, in general, like starting a business has become so much more feasible. Yeah. Um, and it's not to say that it's easy, but it's just that you can look beyond like the very conventional. Sure. Like you're just like, okay, you know what? I don't have money to pay this rent. I don't have money to purchase. I don't even have money to purchase a food truck. Oh, but I've got my homeboy that owns a bar that's got space in the back. <laughs> right. I'm opening up back I there. I can do that. Yeah. Right? I can and manage it actually that. it's cool. You know what I mean? So it's I'm excited to see where this is going. Yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Kweku Osebansu. He's the founder of Black Metro Eats. Dot com and also the founder of Black Restaurant Week. Quick, I want to ask a little about you. Uh, okay. you, you. You talked about how you moved back to Detroit in yeah. 2015. Where were you and uh, what brought you home? Yeah, well, so I left. Let's. So we have to start with to when I left. <laughs> right, okay. Because when I left, I was running away. Is that right? It was 2009. I uh, just graduated from high school. Yeah. Um, and I left to go to Howard University. Shout out to Howard Bison. <laughs> woo um, But yes, yeah, so I left for Howard, graduated in 2013, and then moved to New York. Okay. And so when I moved to New York, I was there until about 25- the end of 2015. And I came home just to do like a coding boot camp. I was, it was supposed to be temporary hmm. over at Grand Circus. And um, I was still subleasing my apartment in Harlem. And I got here and I was like, I'm... Staying. <laughs> um, I don't. Well, that that difference between 2009 yeah. and 2015 is the most dramatic difference I can remember over yes. any span in in my lifetime in Detroit. Right? Yes. Uh, things have been headed in one direction for a really long time, yes. and that was down. I feel like between 2009 and 2015, we really did. Turn that in the opposite direction. Absolutely. No, I, a lot of things happened. A lot of things that we hadn't seen happen mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. But I think that also, while I commend so heavily the people that stuck it out that were here, mm-hmm. really like beating the pavement, I think that me getting away allowed me to really appreciate it, it this really place does, so much more. I just, I just <laughs> needed a second to breathe. And yeah. that's why like my friends who didn't leave, I'm like, hey, if you need a minute to like go <laughs> and just get it out of your system, mm-hmm. go do that. Go be somewhere else. And it also helps yeah. you learn that the way we do things here is the way we do things here, but it's not the only way that right. things can get done. It's not the right way necessarily. But it's nor just is our it, way. Nor is it the worst way. And it's not the worst because way. Because I right. think leaving, I was just like, 
I can't stand this place. Everything moves so slow. And like, cause I was just, I don't know, I was facing being a young, gay, black, like man here. It was, I was facing it all. Yeah, like, right? so leaving and then African, like my name being Kwaku, it was just a lot. And so, you know, when I, when I was leaving, I was just like, I can't stand this place. But then you go other places yeah. and you see like, okay, actually, I miss the simplicity. Put this in some context, right? Yeah, exactly. uh, Other people have things uh, that they do that aren't aren't, uh, much better than the way we do them. And there are all all kinds of other problems in the world that we don't have here in the city of Detroit. Well, so in figuring that out, coming back for the short time that I had come back for um, in 2015, I was just like, okay, this is it. Like, I'm here. And it gave me, it really gave me a sense of purpose because being in New York, while I enjoyed my time, it was something, again, I had to get out of my system yeah. just because I felt like I needed to be in that hustle and bustle. This gave me purpose. And, like, everything that I've done ever since has been purpose-driven. And that's, like, the number one thing I tell people is, like, if you're going to start something, just make sure that it's purpose-driven. It's not just you're throwing a party for the sake of seeing someone <laughs> dance or making a buck. Like, yeah, yeah. make some difference, and it will and it will feed you, but it will also feed your community. Yeah. Okay, uh, Kweku Osebansu, founder of BlackMetroEats.com, founder of Black Restaurant Week. It was really great to have you here. Thank you on so much. Today. Thank you. That's going to do it for us today. I'll be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, community service of Wayne State University. We'll see you tomorrow. Also remember to join us at 630 tonight at the Gross Point War Memorial, where we will continue our Detroit Today Summer Book Club community conversations about the book Evicted, Poverty and Profit in the American City. We'll see you there. Or if you can't make it, go to WDET.org and find out how else you can participate in the book club. We'll see you tonight or I'll see you tomorrow.